Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer, writer, speaker, and God enthusiast. I am fueled by helping women achieve their emotional healing so that they can live the abundant life God has for them. In this podcast series, we provide faith-based inspiration to men from emotional hurt, along with tools and tips for emotional wellness. In your journey, as you apply these tools and tips, you will begin to live the transformed life that you always desired. In fact, you will possess a new you. Glad to have you back. I'm going to dive right into our episode this week. I know I don't do that too often. Anyways, I figure, why beat around the bush? Since I love my stories, I have one for you. I am pretty sure that you'll be able to relate to it. Here it goes. Some time ago, before the pandemic, when we could actually go out to restaurants and feel safe and secure. Mm-hmm. Well, a friend of mine invited me out to dinner. In the invitation, she added, it will be my treat. Girl, anytime somebody wants to treat me, I'm all the more excited. Not only do I not have to cook, but I don't have to worry about the price for eating out. In the invitation, she also stated I could choose wherever I wanted to go. Mm, mm, mm. I knew we was going to have us a good old time. I picked the place, and you know what? I even showed up early at the restaurant. I'll be honest, I'm one of those people that's normally just a tad bit late to a little bit. Anyway, I made it to the restaurant, made it in, got to the table, sat down. I was ready for a great evening. As I review the menu and ponder over my meal choices, I noticed right away that something was wrong with my friend. I gradually started to be intrigued and pick pick a little bit. I said, let me start out small by just even asking, how was your day? I asked the question. She began to tell me all about the troubles that she was having at work. No matter what she did and how much she tried to prove herself, her boss continually treated her poorly. She wouldn't detail. The more she spoke, the angrier she became. As I listened, I thought about my own previous experiences with crazy bosses and trying to win their approval. I thought about the stress that was brought on to my life by this one individual. I thought about the heartache. As she was speaking, I could really relate to what she was experiencing. Once she finished speaking, I expressed very quickly, girl, I can totally relate. Before I could begin telling her why I could relate, she started her tirade once again. 
I will say I did try to listen to everything the second time. I must admit, it was hard to listen. I wanted to give her some good feedback. Eventually, I could not hold it in any longer. I cut her off in mid-sentence. As I say this, you may be thinking, uh, now, Kimberly, was that too smart? Did you not say that she was angry? It sounds like to me she just needed to be heard. She needed someone to listen to her. All right, I will say your thoughts are very rational. Unfortunately, and I say unfortunately, my emotions got in the way. I began by stating that I totally understand your anger. It's very clear that you're angry. Also, you're telling me once more what happened. Girl, you know I heard you the first time and I heard you loud and clear. But I want you to understand why I get why you're angry. Because I have been in your shoes too. In all of my wonderful sayings, I thought, surely this will help her calm down. For her to know that she's not alone. That we all have experienced a little cray-cray on the job. For a moment, I thought it did. I thought it calmed her down. She stated, all right, will you tell me what you think and how can you relate? Despite the sarcasm, I thought, finally, I began my sweet soliloquy. I shared that during the period with my boss and dealing with her abuse, I had many emotional breakdowns. However, during that time, God was revealing how I needed to rely on him through all circumstances, even when it came to work. I also expressed that even though I felt mistreated, yes I did, God did reveal the items that I needed to take responsibility for, that there were things that I was doing on the job that wasn't as perfect as I thought. I had items in my own character that I needed to work on. Well, while I was speaking, even though I was so excited about what I was saying, I noticed that she became even angrier. For a moment, I ain't gonna lie y'all, for a moment, I thought she was about to reach across the table and just flat beat the mess out of me. As I watched her response, I continually told myself, no harm's gonna befall me. There's no harm, no harm. Be calm, don't react, relax, don't react. She's not gonna hit you, she's not gonna hit you. I did, I had to keep saying it to myself. And I was like, God, please don't have me get beat up over a meal. I was just coming. She said she was in fighting. I just wanted to eat and have a good time. Please. Okay, that was all what was going on in my head. And, and I was like, Lord, you know this is supposed to be a good eating. It's supposed to be pleasant. <sighs> well, once I worked through my own inner turmoil, I concluded my statements and waited for her response. 
she firmly stated that she was mad at God for placing her in this situation. She also expressed that she was so tired of people telling her to rely on God. She finally stated, well, okay, I'll be honest. I'm not mad at God. I just don't know how to connect with him. Then, in my infinite wisdom, I tried to connect the dots for her. Yeah, I was doing a bit much that day. I also asked, let me go and slip that in there a little bit. I also asked if there were things that she could do differently at work. I hoped that she would notice that not everything was her boss's fault. Needless to say, my statements made her angrier. And whew, again, in that brief moment, I thought she was going to come over the table. But you know what happened? The waiter came and brought our food. I was so excited. I never thought I'd be so happy to see food again in my life. And you know what I did? I sure did. I ain't gonna lie. I ate quickly. I was like, mm, that was good. Mm, thank you. Mm, 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 mm. I ate quickly. And by the time I was done eating, I thanked her for the meal. And once I made those statements, she paid and she left. I'll be honest. After she left, I exhaled and I was like, oh, thank you, God, for sparing my life. I really did thought she was going to give me the beat down. I was like, whew, that was crazy. And you know what would happen next. I'll be honest, for a brief moment, I started thinking poorly of my friend. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, she don't listen to nobody. I was just trying to help. I don't know why she was so angry. I thought we was here for a good time. Yeah, I kept saying stuff like that. Yes, I did. But then a couple of minutes later, it was kind of like a bell went off. And that bell said, uh, Kimmy, don't you remember all those times that you blew up on other people? And I dropped my head for a moment. It was true. I was fueled with emotion and did not want to listen to their responses. As I share this story with you, I am pretty sure that you thought about your conversations that you had with other people that didn't actually turn out too good. Not to mention, you probably have learned too how just to let people vent. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, being on the receiving end of venting can be challenging. Anyway, why am I sharing this experience with you, this wonderful story, having us go down memory lane? Before I get to the point, I want to highlight several items for you. The first item deals with our inability to connect with God, especially during difficult situations. 
in this particular case, no matter what I see, and when I say no matter what, my friend was unable to grasp that God was with her during this part of the journey. She was unable to connect with him. She could not feel his presence. And thus, she became angrier. Now, as I reflect on this situation, I thought to myself, man, how different would her response have been if she knew that God was with her? Not only that God was with her, but that she understood and knew that God loves her. Nothing could deter his love from her. No matter how she was being treated by her boss or other people for that matter, and even no matter how frustrated she was at me, that God loves her. In Romans 8, 5, it states that who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? It then continues in verse 37 that no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is an incredible passage. And sometimes, I'll be honest, I forget to look at this, but it's like it says no distress, no persecution, no craziness, no pandemic. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that's in Christ. And so, since nothing can separate us from his love, how much more can we approach him? My friend had difficulty connecting with God, which, I'll be honest, we all know at some point, we've all had that experience. At some point, we was like, oh, I ain't just feeling today. I don't know, they'd be talking about God, go to church, and be like, ah, this, mm. We have those moments. Sometimes it's just difficult to connect. But what if knowing that we are loved by God helps us to feel more confident in talking with him? Sometimes it's difficult to connect with him because we are consumed by our own behavior or consumed by other people's behavior. We think 
that he does not want to listen to us or wants to be around us. We may think that he has better things to do than to listen to little old me complain about my job or boss. Ladies, I'll be honest with you. Last week, I had an epiphany when I was reading my Bible. I've been reading the book of Ezekiel for a very long time. Those who are close to me, they've heard me talk about it and the things that I've been learning. I've actually learned a great deal. It's a difficult book to read, but in the reading, you know, God has opened up my understanding of his character and how he wants to be in union with us. And Around chapters 43, I think 42, 43, 44, I was reading. And as I was reading, I was reading how God was restoring his temple. The Israelites, they wandered off again, and he was restoring the orders and laws associated with the temple. As I read the passage, it hit me. And I mean, it hit me. One reason that God was restoring his temple was that he wanted a meeting place with his people. He wanted a place where his people knew that he will reside. They always had a place where they could meet with God. But not only did they could meet with him, but God would meet in return with them. Huh? Well, I'm going to tell you. Like God, he wanted to be with his people and he needed a place where that could happen. After I pondered over this, as I said it before, like it was dependent, like my eyes just opened up. And one of the things that was very clear in that moment was that God wants to meet with me. And I'll be honest, this understanding floored me. God wants to meet with me. Me? Really? Who am I that God wants to personally spend time with me? And we think about it. Like all these people, everyone in the world, like is just massive. But yet God would interrupt his day to spend time with me. And I'll be honest, like I've always thought about me making every effort to meet with God. And I know we've been hearing a lot of lessons. And and for me, I've heard a lot of lessons and talking about me delighting in him, which is all great things. But because of that understanding, it was hard for me to think that God wants to meet with me. And yes, God not only wants a relationship with me, but he has the desire to want me in his life. And I couldn't believe it because I'm like, you are the creator of the world. You want to be with me, huh? And I do. And I'm still wrestling with this. I'm still grasping this understanding. And I'll tell you why. Because I've had plenty relationships where people didn't want to be around me, where I felt disliked and pushed away or even weird, if you want to call it such. But in that moment, and even now, God was saying, no, that's not me. I'm not going to push you away. I don't, I'm not just, dis, you know, feeling disliked by you. 
In fact, I want to be around you. And I look forward to when we spend time together. And I was like, what? And it was still hard for me to get it because, again, of those previous experiences. But God kept saying louder and louder, I am not those experiences. I want to be with you. You are mine. And I am here. How encouraging and refreshing that is. But let me move on because I'll be stuck on that one because I'm still wrestling through it and getting my own understanding. But I want to move on and talk about, too, that not only did my friend possess difficulty in connecting with God, but she had a hard time understanding her behaviors that contributed to the conflict at work. She was unable to find or discover the truth. I'll be honest. It is hard seeing our faults. Oh, we don't want to see it. And I'll say sometimes we don't want to see it because we're afraid to look bad in front of others. We are afraid of how they respond to us. You know, if we humbly admit our mistakes, maybe they'll treat us even worse. But what about instead of being afraid of truth and others, What would it be like if we realized that God was with us? While he is with us, he helps us and guides us through the truth so that we can flourish. Hebrews 13.6 states, so we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. God is helping us, and we do not have to be afraid of growth, the truth, or how others respond to us. Just if you was wondering, because as I said, I'm getting to the point. Okay, here's the point. All of the things that I've just shared correspond to us recovering our balance. How so, you may ask? Mm-hmm, I'm going to tell you. When we are unable to connect with God or our feelings besides anger, as well as find the truth in circumstances, even at the evaluation of our own self-doubt, we become engulfed in excessive worrying and fear. We lack peace and confidence. All of these things knocks us off balance. You may now be asking, well, Kimir, how do I be or do the opposite? Do you have tips for me? Mm -hmm. I do appreciate the scriptures, but I require something more tangible that I can apply to my everyday life. And I will say, I hear you. You're right. And you know what? We're going to discuss the practical tools and tips in our workshops. Mm -hmm. Our workshops. Mm -hmm. Our workshops. How do we connect with God? How do we handle our emotions during difficult situations? How do we find the truth? How do we discover the root of our self-doubt and negative talk? 
Yes, ladies, we have great activities in store for you that will help you achieve recovering your balance. Have you registered yet? We still have an early bird, early bird registration for just $5. You can still register at ahealingpeace.com slash register. And I would say for those who are excited about coming out and being a part of these workshops, which is going to be phenomenal, please share it with your friends and other people that you know can benefit of being renewed, being inspired, being able to uh, have self-discovery and being able to be more confident. These are all the great things that will come from the workshops. And we do. We need your help in sharing about these workshops because we want us to have a great turnout, a great time connecting with one another, being inspired by one another, and being on that path of great recovery of our balance. We want you to dance a little. Okay, as you can tell, I'm a little excited. Anyways, come back next week as we continue to discuss recovering our balance.